Hey guys, welcome to episode 57 with my very special guests, Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from the Guys We Fucked podcast. These two are absolutely hilarious. They are uh, comedians and now co-authors and co-hosts of their super cool podcast. Guys We Fucked is an anti-slut-shaming podcast. They... Um, talk about all sorts of things, uh, sexual and non-sexual. It's a really fun show, and I had um, such a blast speaking with them. As of this recording, uh, this this episode will release on Monday, but uh, tonight, Sunday, they are performing a sold-out show at the Comedy Store on the main stage, which is absolutely fantastic, and their book, Fucked, is on shelves everywhere you find books and available on Amazon, as well as um, an audio version that's available there, so definitely check that out, guys. I really would love you to please leave uh, a rating and review for this show. It helps the show gain rank on Apple Podcasts and all the places that uh, podcasts appear. So when you're checking out the show, it's really easy. Just pull up the app and uh, go to ratings and reviews. And please just leave me a little note to let me know what you think about the show. You love it, you hate it, just, just drop me a little note. I would really appreciate it and it really helps me out. Also, the Friend or Foe Patreon is live and going strong, so uh, please go to patreon.com forward slash friend or foe. Of course, that's F-A-U-X. And I'm going to stop uh, talking your ear off here and get to the episode. Here we go with uh, number 57 with Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson of Guys We Fucked. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. So I don't even know where to begin on this. I'm so excited. First of all, let me say, I'm not worthy. I suck. Oh, I'm scum. No. Oh, my favorite comedy are, movie. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, it's it's an absolute classic. It is. Uh, I always want to headbang, but I always forget that my listeners can't see half the things I do on the show because it's <laughs> totally. all audio. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm so much an exhibitionist and I want <laughs> them to see everything. But um, so let's do the official introductions. Here we go. Uh comedians co-authors amazing podcasters corinne fisher and christina hutchinson Hello. thank you so much for joining me thanks for having us we are atop the uh one of my favorite places in the entire galaxy meltdown comics in the uh uh the nerdist podcast booth this, this is, is so cool to see i've heard of this place for so you know for so long and it's so cool to be here it's famous. It's yeah, infamous. It is. For sure. As as are you. Thank um, you. You guys, you guys are all over the place. You're you're doing it all tomorrow. Uh, you've got a sold out show at the comedy yeah. store mm-hmm. across the street. Tell me yeah. about that. Oh, How are you feeling? It, really good. LA, uh, I love coming to LA to do shows. They're always the crowd here is always so good. And the main room of the comedy store is like one of the most magical places on the planet. And uh, especially the green room back there. Yeah. Because <laughs> so many famous comedians that I look up Jizz to cocaine or jizz yeah. all over that green room. Uh, but yeah, we're really excited. We're we're amped. We're going to have our friends who have been on the podcast who are also stand-ups do stand-up sets. And uh, we're going to do stand-up sets. And we're going to talk at you. It's going to be fun. 
Awesome. You're going to have uh, books in the lobby? We're going to have books being sold, and we could sign them, and we can say hi and take pics. We're going to pre-sign them, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. we got to get there. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. 6.30 p.m. <laughs> don't worry. I told my manager's assistant, don't let me forget. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my other brain. Uh, speaking of which, shouts to your awesome publicist, Jennifer, who Thanks. has gone back and forth with me, and back and forth, and back and forth. Uh, She's To, to get you angel. in here. So, yeah, she really is. Um I really appreciate like all of her efforts because I drove her totally nuts. Oh, she's great. <laughs> Imprint PR, baby. That's where it's at. She yeah, didn't yeah. let us know that you were annoying her, so she's a, a great. Oh, okay. she's so okay, good. That's good. Yeah. She's honestly, I've never had a publicist in my life, but uh, she's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the publicists we've worked with, <laughs> she we like just her does everything most. perfect. Like she has the perfect like tone with shit, and she can be like bossy when she has to be, and it's so impressive because she's such a sweet person. And yeah, I like her a lot. I had a publicist very briefly, and it um, <clears throat> wasn't great. Uh, it did not go well. I've heard a lot of bad experiences with well publicists, and, and it's yeah. you know I think it's common, yeah. If you're yeah. paying less than like $3,000 a month, you probably yeah. don't have a good publicist. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, that's another You'll thing You'll get I a picture know. on the back of Frosted Flakes, maybe, like yeah, in the yeah, corner, yeah. and that's... Uh, Which is insane, the, the price. I mean, that's the like most money you'll spend in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in the business, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's if I was ridiculous. paying in rent when I paid the publicist, I would be I would live in a mansion. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I got to say, even though it is expensive, and it, but it, she's doing such a good job. It's, it's worth it. I never thought I'd say that. Mm -hmm. But she's great, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corinne, I was reading something about uh, or in a previous episode of uh, of Guys We Fucked, you were talking about uh, your dog cock blocking you. And I just had one of these situations. Mm. It's a real it's a real problem. Honestly, <laughs> you have a dog <laughs> just like. Yes. Uh, you sound uh, very dogs just no, cock block no, me for no, no she's, reason. <laughs> she's she's adorable and completely neurotic. Her name is Maggie May. Aww. She is a Norfolk Terrier, and uh, oh. she just went. We just took her all over the place yesterday, and and ran her out. We thought she was going to be nice and tired today, so she would just like nap all day. Chill. Not, not a chance. Maggie May running out, bouncing that. all over the house, and morning fun time is always great uh, when it when it happens, but. <laughs> there was uh, there was some uh, there was some oh. intimate heat happening. I thought you meant she... playing with the dog, and then I realized <laughs> you, you meant sex. you you was trying to fuck, yeah. and the dog was like, That's "No, right. we're gonna play." Yeah, right, right in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, like I mean, you just have to face. be confident enough to let, let to bring <laughs> to the dog outside right, right. and then let the dog cry. That's just not the kind of doggy style I enjoy. Though. <laughs> oh, I just God. rather go full <laughs> on. You know, I I gotta have some jokes. That's, no, it's I'm, really good. I'm, I'm no comedian. I love you when I realize a pun like a couple seconds it takes me, and I'm like, wait, oh, oh I see, I see. Clever. Who who is someone that you haven't had on the show that you'd still like to? Kesha. Kesha. Mm-hmm. Okay. You sounded disgusted. <laughs> no, no, and uh, surprised only slightly. I mean, yeah. it was it was before uh, all uh, of the stuff came out about her sexual assault. Uh, she's been m my number one. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe is she your, your number one too? Mm, I mean, Beyonce, Beyonce obviously, I was but say. like that's not gonna happen. Uh, and I'm a positive person, but like I'm also you know realistic in certain aspects. Uh, I would want to honestly lately. I've really been wanting to interview like Louis C.K. I've I've been wanting because we knew about that shit years before it did most of the comedy community but like I want to talk to somebody on the other side and try and understand what the really, fuck is going on in their head really um, get to the nitty gritty I really it. wanted to do Bill O'Reilly's podcast because he uh, you know I think he's a scumbag but also I would love to just figure out what the fuck makes him tick and what what happened to him that shaped him into the person he is today I like I like talking to people I don't agree with and figuring out why they are the way they are I do too. Yeah. I I really like going deep and and getting all in there and just, you know figuring out the the cogs of their their mind clock. 
Yeah. You guys started out as you you started with a UCB improv show, right? Um, we well, we had a two woman show at UCB. It was not improv. It wasn't though. improv. It was a stage show, like a okay hour or half hour. Uh, I think it was half hour because banks have to be half hour. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just sketches, basically, that we wrote. Um, when we started, when we first were a comedy duo in 2010, we did, we produced and hosted uh, stand-up shows in, like, there's this place called Gotham City Improv, and we would, st- I would steal, uh, or get donated, but I lied about the cause, uh, bottles of vodka for my work, because everyone who worked at my work at the time was very rich, so I was like, you could afford to give vodka to a poor kid, and we would make punch, and we would collect donations. Jungle juice, Jungle yeah. juice, yeah, and then to make money, and yeah, we just, we liked weird shit. We still do, and so we had, like, these fun, we were, like, had, like, cult favorite shows in New York City that we co-hosted. That's awesome. In addition and then, to UCB. And then you transform that into what you're doing now, which is just expanded, such, really. Yeah. yeah we just right. basically our our philosophy and how we worked as a comedy duo was like, let's just when we think of an idea that we think is funny, we're gonna do it. Whether it's hosting a show or making a sketch video or rap video or whatever it is. And when Guys We Fucked, the idea came out of a the impetus for that was a bad breakup on Corinne's end, and she texted me one day and she's like we should just interview all the guys we fucked and we'll do it for a podcast we just call it guys we fucked and i was like yeah and when you think when you kind of have an idea that just won't get out of your head and she would say to me a couple times like i'm really i really want to do the guys we fucked thing i'm like yeah that's a really good idea and so we yeah i was just sitting in the notes section of my iphone for like ever (laughs) and i would and i put it in like my to-do list section so i would always open it up and every day i would see it and i was like this we we really need to do this and, and I was she right. was right. <laughs> Boy, was she correct. It all came together. I do that too. I I have an endless list. I, I'm notes on top of notes. Mm-hmm. I do that too on my iPhone, and I'm like uh, banana fever. What? What is? What <laughs> yeah, is that? I don't. I don't know what that is. Yeah, like if, if I don't write later, it down, yeah. I won't remember it. But then a lot of times when I do revisit, I'm like, what the fuck was I think? What? What did I mean when I wrote <laughs> this? What's the most uncomfortable conversation that you've had on the podcast? Um, God, it's weird because it's we've had, so I'm, nothing makes me uncomfortable anymore. Say, yeah. When people fight, so we had a comedian uh, go by the name JC knows best, and that episode he didn't know best, uh, <laughs> and he was basically kind of putting on an act. And Corinne had a really great, honest conversation with him before he, we agreed to do the podcast. And he came on, he was kind of acting showy and insulting Corinne passive aggressively. He was just putting on a show, and we're like, we don't fuck that. Like that's not why we have people on our podcast. We want to get down to the real shit. Because uh, that's what we're interested in. So, And they fought on the show verbally. And I was just like, ah, everybody get along. We're fine. It's fine. I got to go. What's what's happening? I didn't think we were going to air that. But Corinne was like, yeah, we, we are. Absolutely. It was one of our most yeah. popular episodes. Sure. Incendiary, but entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Disagreement uh, and conflict makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm actually too. more comfortable with it now. But yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. tr- cause, like, if I fought everyone I wanted to fight on the podcast, I would probably <laughs> fight almost every We would guest. have to rename guys we fought with. So I just yeah, have to right. keep. I mean, I try I try to be, you know, as calm as possible and to see things. For, like, you know, even if I like sometimes we interview people and I, I'm like, oh, this is a load of bullshit. But I'm like, instead of just saying it's a load of bullshit, I'm like, let me let me see why they think that way or, or kind of get into conversation a little bit more because maybe other people are on board with their or, or what they're saying is resonating with other people in a way that it's not yeah. at all resonating with me mm-hmm. and sure sometimes that's the best kind of conflict resolution is to just go for it and have them in a very public sphere where you can get really down to it if they're full of shit it, yeah, they're exactly. gonna dig their own grave Absolutely. eventually anyway I know. every time and that's kind of fun we found out we 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 know that very well at the, oh really <laughs> the, friend uh, or foe i mean that's oh you have no idea 
Whoa, you getting some <laughs> bites here? Well, that's thankfully, great. That's interesting to me, though. All right. I don't know that I've ever actually talked about this in yes. length. I did a little. Um, this is an exclusive for for, for, your for you both. Um, yes, I'm so excited. I love exclusives. All right. So I previously co-hosted a show called Friend or Foe the regular way. Uh, but right, um, right. the co-host that I had was really the host. He took over. <laughs> I'm never. Re- well, it wasn't so much that he took over. It was that. I was never really the co-host of the show. I was a recurring guest star on the show. That was his thing. But you were supposed to be the co-host, right? Or no? Yes. Okay, got it. I mean, we shared writing sketches and booking guests and the whole nine. And then it just blew up in a giant fireball on the side of a mountain. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) I like the side of the mountain element. Yeah, very L.A. (laughs) It really was. And I thought, well... I transitioned this show into my show, I guess, in April of this year. And I thought the other show had died. I thought it was, you know, dead and buried and and gone. And then about, I guess, three weeks ago. Uh uh, Oh, shit. New episodes of his podcast. A friend or FOE? That's right. When did you, you had a conversation when you went branched, you stopped doing that one. Many conversations. Did you talk about. uh, Many heated, terrible conversations. Heated, probably on your end or because. Both. Yeah. Well, because you were fed up. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's a weird somebody now, who's like that, though, lets their ego go and take over. I feel like it's difficult to talk to that kind of person. And I'm I'm a totally narcissistic, full of myself actor. And, really? I, and I will say that. You but, seem so sweet. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say you seem a bit like a lunatic. I'm but terrible. That's just me. Oh, OK. We, I, we read people very differently. <laughs> Whoa. Never mind. Um, I see what you're saying. Great. Well, here's the thing. I, I will say not to throw him too deeply under the bridge. He is an excellent host. I mean, he's got frontman syndrome. He's a, <laughs> he's got frontman. My my boyfriend ta- yeah. has talked uh, when he m- started mentioning that when we would talk about his bands and working together and why his, the band that he had managed fell apart. Like, oh, frontman. I think frontman. Friendman. No, 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 like, no. I don't know what that is. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> frontman syndrome of like you can't co you can't work with any other person and it's mm. just about you and you don't even see that other people exist because all you're focusing on is is yourself. Selfishly mm. motivated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Front right. man syndrome, boom. Marilyn Yo. Manson, wiki. Yes, but are you feeling better? I mean, h- h- did you talk to him after you were like, "Oh, word, you gonna put that out?" I mean, well, actually, we cut all ties. Okay, um, that's good. I am, I am following the show because you're curious. Curious, yeah. Um, See, but I mean, you might get your blood it might pressure. Be, it might be better for you not to. Yeah, you're probably right. Because uh, <laughs> it's not an ignorance is bliss thing, but it's for me. I this is something I'm learning as I get older to to unfollow the thing that pisses me off. Yeah, it's like stalking your ex or something. Yeah. It's not healthy for you. And but I want to do it. Like I, the, part of me was like, but you need to be up on the. T-. But if I don't know, it's better because then I don't get heated. You know what I mean? And I know me, and I know I'm gonna get pissed off, and I'm not gonna let that shit go. So I'm gonna remove myself from it. It's it's a hard thing to do actually do, but I've realized it is better for your blood pressure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He's the F O E and an F A U X. I wish him. I wish him all the success in the world. You seem like you really meant that. I don't. No, I. No, I do. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. But I do. I don't wish him success. He's a great host, and you know, 
He's got his voice. I have mine. That's yeah, his show. This that's is good. mine. Not if you stab him in the throat. <laughs> yeah, not if you shank him when he gets out of his but he doctor's has not appointment had both week. of you. I don't know. <laughs> he has not had either of you on his podcast. And we won't so. do it anymore, so. <laughs> yeah, you got let to us, us first. Off air, let us know. And I mean, I could probably Google it. You but, might uh, actually be the worst person in this situation, but just because you got to us first, yeah, we're not we're, doing we're the other show. Side. Thanks, we're not doing the other show, yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. I was like, who's that? Oh, yeah, our publicist. Um, actually, um, I know you both have boyfriends now, mm-hmm. time boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. I've heard in your other episodes and other, you know, um, interviews that you've done that you do, uh, talk about them on the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gotten a little better. Like, I would love to hear about like what they thought about it mm-hmm. at first. Oh yeah. What were the concerns? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. how, how far did it go? Were there any dramatic situations oh yeah yeah yeah. so for me i was dating somebody steven for i think two years before we started the podcast he had previously dated a famous porn star and uh, that was part of how he felt towards the beginning he didn't think it was a good idea um and we have since talked about that because anytime he gives me an opinion like yeah well you didn't think guys we fucked was good so can i really trust you uh but he said basically I've been, I've experienced, uh, you know, I've dated a person who has made sex her career and talking about sex her career and having sex on film for her career. And it really has fucked her up. It's fucked her over because people won't take her seriously in any other realm. And that's what, that's where his concern had come from. Um, there was a part where, moment where when we first, the first six or eight months of the podcast was with a studio, a network. And so we would go there to record. And he didn't listen to the podcast uh, when it first came out. We had maybe released five or six episodes at that point. And he kind of sat down one day when I was at my day job and he listened to all of them and he texted me throughout the entire day of, I can't, you told people I like to get my butthole at you told, and I'm <laughs> no. like, oh, oh boy, this is really, if you could hold your, hold your concerns for when I get home, this is very anxiety inducing. Uh, and we never talked about, hey, is it cool if I talk about this shit? I assumed it was cool because we were talking about guys we fucked and he knew that, he knew the premise. Um, but now it's fine. We almost broke up over that. Uh, that was one of two times that we've almost broke up. Uh, and that was a really big, that was a really big fight. And I think he, he have now he edits the podcast and he's a producer on, he picks the music and he puts the filters over everything. And wow. he, uh, he's like him. And I always say uh, my boyfriend and Corinne's mom are like the biggest fans of it. So it has come around full circle, but yeah, he, um, and now if there's anything that I think he might get upset about, if I talk about, it, I always ask him, but he always says yes. So he's, cool. it's just, I think he wants to feel as though I'm not taking his experience and then like taunting it around, like, you know, flaunting it around everywhere with no say on his end. So I feel like if, if he is a heads up, that's enough for him to feel like, okay, she has some consideration for me. And that's, you know, that's fair. It's about consent. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, for me, uh, James knew like about me before I even met him. I mean, through comedy. And then also we share a mutual, really close friend who he was living with, which is how I ultimately met him in person. Uh, so it, it, nothing was like a surprise to him. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, I mean, every a couple episodes he'll listen to, but it's it's just not really a huge thing. Uh, and I also try to talk about about him as little as possible. I bring him up when I think it's relevant, but I don't like just offer for, like tips about him. And also, <laughs> I mean, we have different political views, and I've kind of gotten I mean annoyed with the listeners uh, for some of the listeners for them just kind of being obsessed with this fact that he's on a, a different side of the political spectrum. And so it's just like you know what I 
I can't defend him without you knowing him. So I think I'm just not going to share him with you guys. I mean, that's my approach to a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, people expect her to, they, they always like come at James to her. And it's like, first of all, I'm not him. I don't so, even, I don't share his beliefs. I fight with him just as much. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know. And you, they should know the people who do reach out to her about that. I'm like, don't, just don't, just don't, you're, you don't know the situation. You don't know you're making assumptions. And that's, that's part of the problem of why people of opposite beliefs cannot talk to each other is right. just like butting heads. And I'm like, how are we going to get anywhere if we can't even be in the same room with somebody who doesn't have the same beliefs as us? That's bullshit. Yeah. I people think we need to have different beliefs because they come from different backgrounds and experiences. Like, I think this year we all suddenly in unison devi- uh, decided number one to care about politics because something bad happened. And now we want to pay attention, which is so American. It's like nine 11 syndrome. Oh, it's like, Oh, maybe we should care about air support security. Now it's just like, I mean, if any logical person should have thought before nine 11, that it's a bad idea to just let fucking anybody on an airplane and not check them but what was security like know, before i'd never been on a plane before i, I mean think. you you know you went through security but it's not even close to yeah. what it is now um and and i mean i think you are more than who you voted for even though we don't like to per- say that these days mm-hmm. like you're everything uh, who you voted for is everything but there's just more we're never going to get along this way mm-hmm. the, uh, the country's worse off than ever i think with the sexual assault stuff too mm-hmm. happening in the media so like so many people getting out of it it's also like there's a there is a place where opposites can exist and extre- like different you know you can still say a person Al Franken is a is a what he did with the photo was it, that was a real piece of shit move and I see exactly what you were butthurt that this hot model rejected you and you fucking handled it so wrong you're also a really great senator those two things can exist right and I think you sh- you deserve I think that it's good that the person shared that photo I'm glad they did I fucking love Al Franken so much but. That was a shitty thing. And it's like, oh, even the good guys are capable of shitty things. Everyone is capable of shitty things. So I think the thing well, you got to no do is talk about the good guys. I think that's the that's key. That's true. We're all just human beings. Yeah. And the bad guys, I don't think, are also as bad as we as They we come think from that somewhere, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy Kevin Spacey's work. I was I, madly I in love. I'm not madly in love with him anymore. I know he's a total asshole. Uh, but <laughs> American Beauty is my favorite oh, movie in the history of yes. the planet. And um, The floating bag scene. Oh yeah! Oh my god! I Every just, time a bag floats in New York City, which it happens a lot, a lot yeah. of street on, a lot I'm, of garbage I'm on the streets. Up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not how I feel about, about Woody Allen movies. I'm like, I fucking love Woody Allen movies. Like, stop. yeah. <laughs> and I and that don't don't you know I can love them. And if you, I can't. Bill Cosby's ruined for me. I can't enjoy the Cosby Show anymore. But if you can, cool. You know, you if you could separate it, I'm kind of jealous. That's great. <laughs> I have a very high level of willing suspension of disbelief. I, that's good. I always have. I mean, as an actor, I think that's one of my my strong suits to be mm-hmm. able to put myself in any situation. Yeah. You know, and also I, I just love discussing hard things with cool people or yeah. not so cool people. That's why I love having this podcast because I have the platform to be able to do that. Yeah. And have awesome people like you here. I know. I keep giving you compliments. Well, no, I can't help it. But just to interrupt <laughs> your compliment, because it doesn't matter. I mean, we just don't. We just don't even bother. We're just normal dipshits. Yeah, we're pieces um, of shit. But it, it, I think it's like beyond. It's not. Pick my nose before. I, I mean, I don't know that it should be suspension of disbelief. Like you should believe it, but you. I think you can just separate it. Just separation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Separation. When of you belief. consume somebody's art, who then turns out to be. Yeah. 
you know, kind of a monster. And like a good thing for Weinstein, like he was just producing shit. He wasn't the artist. So I think that's a little bit no, when easier I watch to movies, just trash him. Please don't say Weinstein production logo. Oh, it's not going to ruin the movie for me, but it's just going to, I just, we're, I remember, I feel like our, we have a unique situation, but also now the world, the, at least America is being forced to uh, confront the fact that this happened so often. I already knew, but uh, it's nice that everybody else knows. But being reminded about every goddamn second, every goddamn day. So yeah, a lot of women little knew. exhausting. We knew. <laughs> For sure. What do your parents think about what you do? Love it. Um, I hid the name of the podcast from my mom for a long time. There was a, we, I blocked her on Facebook many, many years ago because she thought I was high in every picture. She loves me so much, but she thinks I'm a three-year-old and a tutu still. And so she treats anything that, you know, she's very overly protective. And so when she found out, my brother texted me because he knew about the podcast. He's like, I'm not going to listen to it, but it's a great name and I'm glad it's successful. And, uh, he texted me one day and was like, she knows. And I knew exactly what that meant. And I was like, shit. And then, but my mom did, so, I was very proud of her. She, she, you know, went through the, asking the questions to not me. Cause I would have, that would have made me pissed off and lose my temper. And, uh, and she eventually called me and she's like, it's, Hey, yeah, I'm glad it's successful. And then, uh, it actually brought us closer together. And she told me things like she was sexually assaulted when she was younger and she didn't Whoa. ever tell me that. And I'm like, you would have never told me that had this, that's so, wow. That was a mind fuck. And it made me understand her yeah. more. That's that's really incredible. Yeah, but they're very supportive. Oh my, I never thought her parent, her mom listens to every episode. She's so supportive. I'm like, man, that would be so cool to have that level of support. But I don't think I'll ever get it. But I now I get it in the level that I need. They don't listen because I don't want them to because that's embarrassing for me and them. But they love. They're so supportive, and they come to our. They came to our live show when we sold out a theater in Boston, and that was really cool for them to see what it what it's That's become cool. yeah i think yeah. parents are uh consistently underestimated i mean I, i'm yeah. very lucky that i just like knew my parents were gonna be cool with it i mean my dad found out later but like the 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 pause on telling my dad didn't come from me that wasn't my decision it was more like my mom didn't want to have to deal with it and, and i was like well you guys live in the same house so if you <laughs> and he wasn't going to be upset he was just kind of i think going to be like obsessing over it a little stress of dad out i feel like is is a fair <laughs> assumption or a, or a I don't know. Just he's my a, he, dad. Fucking loves the idea of the show, yeah. and I knew always knew my dad would be like, "That's fucking great." <laughs> my dad's very like a, like a gentle like a gentle soul, and I don't think he's maybe caught up with the times more so than like mm. he's like concerned about me. So it was my but like uh, we had a guest uh, who was on a couple you know maybe like a month ago, and I remember she was gonna divulge some in information that her mom didn't know about, and I guess people's moms just sit at home and Google. <laughs> Yeah, thank uh, God my mom doesn't anymore. And and I was I was like, you know what? I think number one, I think it's more respectful and better to hear it from your own child rather than a podcast. So I was like, I think you should tell her. But I was like, I think she's gonna be more understanding than you think she's gonna yeah. be. And she texted me back like an hour later, and she was like, you were right. And I was like, of course I am. That's why mm -hmm. I uh, co-wrote an advice book. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Congratulations on being authors. As Thanks. Well. Thank you. Uh, Never I, was, that would I was supposed to get a book. Uh, oh, I no. thought we'll but, send uh, one, you, one to you. You didn't get I, one? I wasn't fishing, but I, no, we I definitely okay. do I'm... want a copy. Yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, so we would have packed one had we yeah. known. <laughs> my parents uh, my parents support me in pretty Good. much everything I do. They're they're very loving, cool parents. My my dad texts me that I that he loves me every day. Oh uh, just the out of aw. nowhere? Just so you know, son. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, he does. Um, and I love when men express day. emotion. 
Yeah, and how was What's that for that? you? Did he ever forget a day? Did he ever miss a day? And how was that for you? You know what? I don't think he has. Whoa. And like, oh, so then what if three he, years? There's a day I that he doesn't so do it when he doesn't do it. But yeah. then I would, I would immediately he died. Be like, my dad's dead. Yeah, yeah, my dad died. No, no. I'm no, always worried no, about my parents no. dying. Me too. Because I love them more than anything. Constant yeah. fear. Well, and also it's kind of like you know what's gonna happen. I know. So. No, it's not. <laughs> do you have a lot <laughs> of major those, bummer? Do you have a lot of those thoughts like I do? I have these these very unwanted the, the, the voices that tap in my mind that are like you know. Your your parents aren't okay. You need to call them. Oh or yeah, just like this. I guess that's a human thing, but uh, I, mean, I, I do it so much. Worry, it's worry. <laughs> I'm I mean, a worry. I have anxiety. I for just sure. generally expect them to die. I mean, but I mean, like technically, they should be dying before me because that's otherwise. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's even, hopefully that's even worse no. if right. it's the other way around. I think yeah, any parent bad. wants their, themselves to die before their kids. My parents are immortal. They'll be around forever. <sighs> Got news for you. I mean, Dude. in your heart, uh, sure. My la, mom's la, la, almost la, 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 died la. so many times, though, that we are oddly comfortable with her death and kind of joke about it because she's truly almost. I mean, and then we were like, "You're probably gonna live to be like fucking 105." Exactly. Well, and she's so she's like amazing, resi- most resilient human being that's ever lived. <laughs> my mom is too. Um, my mom had cancer. She's a cancer survivor for over mm. 15 years. Wow. And her cancer just returned. Oh. Uh. And um, she uh, she got a Tra- uh, tracheotomy. Tra- tracheotomy. Yeah. So she smoked and her, her now. Her vocal cords removed. Um, she never smoked in her life. Yeah, my be- um, one of my but best she friends comes from. You know, parents who smoked, chain smokers. So, oh. uh, so just, just what was like that? smoke? That's right. Oh wow! Whoa. Jesus. The the doctors tried to say that that's not the case; that it's just a flu. Did she live but, near a uh, chemical plant or anything? Like in a town? Did she ever live in a town where no asbestos? Okay, just around you know. Oh my god! See, my best friend's mom. Alcohol. One of my best friend's mom died of lung cancer. Never smoked a day in her life. Parents yeah. never smoked. She was never around it. Um, and Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, um, I'm going to play this clip for James because my boyfriend smokes. And I was like, yeah. I swear to God, if I get lung cancer because of you, I'm going to oh. murder you. Yeah. I will murder you. Yeah, I, I smoke uh, and I really try. I don't like walking and smoking because then if someone's walking behind, like, it's just fucking rude. Yeah. And I try and be as far away from people because I'm like, why would I? I'm very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not good. It's so dumb to smoke. But, you know. We'll see one day. I'll That's quit. fine. Keep killing yourself. I, yeah, I don't yeah. care what you do. Everyone has. We're all killing ourselves in one way or another. I drink Mountain Dew all the time. So oh, that's just fucked like... up, dude. Oh, <laughs> Mountain Dew is delicious, though. It's like you need, you need advice. Exactly. Yeah, you need, you need something advice. that you just consume and you know it's not good for you, but you like it. Yeah. Just don't overdo anything. My mom's one of the strongest people on the entire planet. She keeps kicking cancer's ass. So that's I know great. That she's going to again. That's and, amazing. Um, and they're very supportive. Um, my girlfriend is as well. Um, I won't say her name because she doesn't want you to. Yeah, it's, oh. it's a. Well, that's it's good. A, you will keep your relationship well, for yourself. Does she I, know you guys are dating? <laughs> yes, she is. Aware. Okay. okay, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah, I yeah. was like, we'll mm, check. Yeah, just make <laughs> sure. You know, yeah, we, uh, we just celebrated. Well, we'll be celebrating 15 months. Aww. And, and I, 15 so. months is you a know milestone. What? You know what? I am so good at reading people because I was like, this kid's going to say something in months right now. I was like, I know he's going to. At least it's to. over a year. It's not going to be. It's a year. <laughs> We've been together a year. Yeah. Well, I feel like he within the year. relationship like a, like a toddler. <laughs> no, but when you are when you first get in a relationship, I I mean, I the, my anniversary with my boyfriend is our first date. And I was like, I just decided that that's when that was. Because I'm like, that's not even in love with you. That's our anniversary. And he's like, okay. So, you know. That's when you fell in love with him? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Oh wow! And I called That's my cool. mom and I was like, "I just met my husband." And then my mom was like, "Whoa, okay, uh, weird." Wow! And I was like, "Jokes on you, mom!" 
<laughs> she didn't care. She's happy for me. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> What'd you do on your first date? Uh, well, it was supposed to be a business meeting, and then he told me he got dumped uh, a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh, really? And we just spent the whole, we had like a magical day date that we, we went to a museum, we went to a vegan bakery that he liked, and I'm like, ugh. But then I was like, I love vegan bakeries now. And uh, Was it good? Yeah, it was okay. really good. It was really good in the West Village. And, uh, and we just walked around and kind of made fun of people, and it was just perfect. That's yeah, awesome. It's a good first date. <laughs> didn't even hold hands and kiss. We just said how much everyone else sucks. And it was, yeah. That does sound yeah, fun. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, that's the best part of it. That's why I hang out with gay men. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm they mm-hmm. don't mince words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tell you how they feel. They mince, but they don't mince words. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> mince garlic. Go ahead. <laughs> Go keep talking. Say something before I, I keep going, because that's not good. <laughs> no, this is, no, this is great. We've taken um, over. My girlfriend is she's she's lovely and amazing. Um, she will very embarrassingly, you know, be listening to the show. Um, she was uh, she con- considered herself asexual when we oh, met, interesting. and she's she got and over then it. she met you and she's yeah like, yeah. Never that's, mind. We that's had a guest right. on the podcast who had a the similar experience. Yeah. Uh, always like a- asexual, and then he met his his girlfriend who I think they might be engaged now, and uh, everything changed. But he was still like, that's so cool. He was still like, no, I'm not, I'm not that into sex. <laughs> but their sex drives are compatible. Weren't their sex drives like pretty compatible? No, it like, seemed like it worked. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that great. similar for you guys? Like, does she have a low sex drive? I, I don't know oh, if that's no. like a, too much of a. Oh no, she has an extraordinarily high sex maybe drive. She oh. just, yeah, maybe she's, she's, she just met a lot of um, well, Also, you know, too, well, like you know, a lot of bad dates or bad dating experiences can really make you just want to quit dating. <laughs> Truly, it's it's really it's like and doing an open was, mic that makes you want to. She was on quit. a bad date yeah. for over seven years. She was married, and uh, so was, that makes a lot of. He was yeah. an abusive asshole, uh, and uh, was just you know, she uh, she went through. Uh, absolute hell in pretty much all of her relationships she mm. she and had she, some scattered sense. good relationships like, well, why why but then why she do was I need married this? and he t- you know he treated her like total shit mm-hmm. and um you know so then she didn't date see anyone have any romantic inter- uh, yeah, interaction with herself because that's protecting yeah, yourself your for, heart for over two years and uh you know you then scooped her up <laughs> well i was know, like it, two it years took us, it took us a little while to um People to sleep together no, I was I'm actually. I did four. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "That's light." Mm. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, no, we're I having just... our own podcast. <laughs> <over here. laughs> That's okay. No, totally. Um, it took a long time. I like that took, though. It took a little while to to sleep together, which was which was great. I had no problem waiting um, because she's very special, and that's and a respectful uh, man. And uh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, in fact, I I actually um, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Anna Ferris's Unqualified. Hell they, yeah! They taped their first uh, live show here downstairs. Cool. And they brought me up on stage. Whitney Cummings was <gasps> was the her. guest. And uh, so um, I'll call her Emily. Emily and I had just gotten together, mm-hmm. and so. They brought me up on stage, and I um, was explaining that not that I wanted to fuck her. Yes, I mean, yes, I did. You were intrigued by her. You were into her. How I could best approach someone who's come out of a terrible long-term relationship that's being with me. And she was in the audience. Uh, She wasn't, but she did did listen to the show. Okay. Um, And she, I I thought she was going to be, you know, very... You didn't give out her uh, social security yeah, number. No, 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 no. I, I thought it was going to bother her, but she actually thought it was very sweet. Yeah, that is really one the, sweet. One of the things we It was considerate, yeah. yeah. And yeah. respectful, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And of course, Whitney Cummings had many great things to say. She's so funny. I'm yeah. Her. She's awesome. 
what's something that you haven't talked about on the podcast? What's what's a question that you haven't been asked yet? How uh, how do you make a good muffin? <laughs> <laughs> how do you homemade uh, pizza dough? <laughs> We've really talked. I, I mean, a lot. Covered it all. Under the umbrella of sex, I mean, there's more. There's an infinite amount of things to say about it and topics that I didn't really realize. But I don't think there's anything that we've not that we want to delve into. There's probably some kinks that we don't even know exist. Like, yeah, that's I'm the sure, kind I'm of sure. that's the kind of thing that you know I would like to get into as far as like sexual curiosity. I mean. Uh, I'm obsessed with finding someone who's into feederism, if anyone's listening and is into that. I've only seen, the only real life people I've ever seen do it uh, was a, in a piece on Viceland. So. And that person has to be, the person being fed has to be really, really overweight, right? It's not like a. Mm, I mean, you have to be pretty overweight. I yeah. think, I mean, I, like, because it's a kink, I'm sure it's open to interpretation. Right, right, right. But I mean, that is the key. So be, basically be able to see your partner's body growing, kind of. Because you feed him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, speaking of things that are unhealthy. Yeah. You know, because everyone's like, you know, we, li- we live in a world that's like so fucking open minded that we can't even like you can't even say but that PC. something is unhealthy. But like that's unhealthy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is. It is. There's no way. There's no way around diabetes, that. girl. So it's not unhealthy sexually, but it's just an unhealthy. Right. Right. Bodily. There's a lot of uh, really I won't call them odd necessarily, but but fetishes like, uh, you know, um, sitting on cakes and stuff like that. Ooh, that sounds fun. One. But what's odd to me ain't on odd balloons. to you. Just sounds more wasteful than anything. The balloon <laughs> yeah. thing I've seen. I've seen uh, uh, Dan Savage's uh, Hump Fest. Uh, there was a balloon uh, kink what, piece. You pop it or? Uh, I mean, they were all dressed as clowns. And yeah, they were kind of like, yeah, because I think I could understand how sitting on a balloon, the anticipation of waiting it uh-huh. for it to pop could be <gasps> Ooh, arousing. I could mm-hmm. understand that. I don't think it would hurt. I don't think it when it when it's I don't think it snaps back. Right. I don't it just know. It just deflates. Basically, the, the sound. Oh. is the sound to me is terrifying. I hate the sound of balloons popping. It's so scary. And the anticipation kills me. So I can understand like in the S&M world how that would work. I'm into belts and chains. Oh, oh, well, cool. that, well oh, I yeah, like I how normal, I have restraints on my bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally. like how you were like just not even <laughs> amused by the balloons, and then you're like, no, I have whips. No, no, I, so uh, I'm loser. Pre- pretty busy. I had uh, comedian Lana Turner on the show, and we were. Um, she she was fascinated. She's very sex positive too. I have this fetish that's transformational. So oh. like werewolves and stuff. You know, oh. that's, that's a real turn on. Not furries. I would like to be very clear. Mm. Very totally oh, that's a, a topic subsect. I want to get into with, yeah, like, yeah. with somebody. You've some never point. talked about that on the show. No, but that's oh, that's I'm like, me. what the fuck is that? <laughs> but was I want to know what you like about it so bad? But there was an MTV docu piece about furries. I believe yeah. that like, was so fucking but, good. I don't even want to touch the topic because I'm like, I can't do it as good as them. But wait, so what? Like, how has it uh, played out in your life when which you've indulged in that kink? Does somebody go put on a costume? What's involved? Um, Are you magic? Well, Do you love the um, <laughs> Anne uh, Anne Hathaway movies where she starts out with frizzy hair and then she's hot by the end? Do you like? <laughs> is that your porn? No, no, no. Oh, okay, it's um, someone becoming a creature, and that doesn't necessarily. Oh. It's like either becoming an animal or a supernatural creature. Ooh, um, and fun! It's um, like differentiated n- from furries because I think, and I I'm not part of the furry community, so I get you it could wrong, speculate. But, I mean, but it's she, all you know, it, from... it's about tactile contact, right? You know, oh. it's the same sort of thing. Like you know, when you give someone goosebumps or whatever, I mm-hmm. I think it's sort of like you know, like feeling that fur and so and is it only thing. specifically werewolves, or is it more also like would shapeshifters be included? Oh yeah, shapeshifters. Okay, and yeah. uh, what yeah. about uh, the half guy, half horse thing? 
The centaur? Centaurs. I just, yeah, um, I was like, it's a pinball machine. Um, if someone it? was becoming a centaur, yes. Centaurs as far are as hot. like doing it with a centaur, not so much. Okay. I, it's How about like Nightcrawler from the X-Men? Ooh, interesting. Hmm. I'm just How trying about to the get Hulk. <laughs> trying to get a sense no, of this. No, no. So not, so not, the not fur really. specifically is what you like? No, I was talking touch? about furries. Oh, oh I was, okay. I was I was speculating on furries, okay. but but it's more just about, you know, to psych 101 myself, I'm sure it has something to do with like being someone else, getting outside of yeah. my own body. So are you the one who my own transforms mind. or do both of you transform? Usually I'm reading stories about transformation. There's oh. also, um, there's, you know. So it's like endless. erotica. You read yes. it. You literary. Yes. That's how you indulge literary in Literary. And well, sometimes, uh, sometimes visual with, you know, the progressional Where do you art. get the visual from? Oh, you. The you book know, or they, the internet? Uh, well, both. I mean, oh. mostly the internet. There are, of course, you know, endless forums and oh yeah, Facebook you can. Pages if and, you're you know, interested in that, anything, somebody else stuff. is too. And they, thanks, internet. So, is Absolutely. it video or just photos? I'm so interested in this. Um, generally, photos and okay. stories. Stories. Oh, cool. I I would say stories usually get me there 90 percent faster <sighs> than. I want to get into erotica. Are. Now, are these stories that actually? say that like werewolves are are real or is this like definitely understood to be fanciful i mean both both well because uh, some cultures do believe that werewolves are real were like romanians i believe absolutely i mean there though i mean maybe mm -hmm. they are they real there <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's not stuff that's happening in romania that's like doesn't work other places i mean but i mean i think there's like most times like stories like this it's like based on something that was real you know like a vampire like there was a guy who was drinking blood he wasn't like a vampire as we know it in popular culture but right. you can you can trace it back and understand where it came from hey jesus yeah we always say like i feel like jesus just had a bottle of Tylenol and everyone was like, what the fuck? You <laughs> yeah. Jesus now. Yeah. I was like, all right. But, I always okay. joke about zombie Jesus on Easter and make all my Facebook friends That's really, really mad at me, especially all my conservative friends. People yeah. are too serious. I keep, I keep like, kicking friends to the curb every Easter. <laughs> so they're like, uh, how dare you? People are so uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. So yeah. Do you ever act out this kink uh, in your relationship or it's, have you ever with another person? It's kind of impossible. I was going to say, yeah. It, it's with, with a furry, I mean, that's, that's easy. That's you just possible. get a suit, but... But with this, um, my girlfriend is very, you know, she's offered many times, like, yeah. how can I help you out Yeah, because I'd be and like, oh, how can I facilitate? Um, I I mean, we're, you know, I'm with her, I'm mostly fine to just, you know. Yeah. What if she just shaved her bush the and then you fucked every day as it, gr <laughs> as it and grew in? That's and you're like, great, Whoa. too. Ch -ch 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 yeah, all over it. Yeah, for sure. I was like, that's transformation. It's just slow. <laughs> you know. Wait, could, <laughs> I have a, okay, I'm gonna skip. Are you gonna okay. take out a transformation book now? Uh, no, no. It's, it I, would, like I would love book. to have a transformation we're book all for you. But, uh, <laughs> yes, we're all gonna masturbate to this. Tiny book. Tim, is that what they called you? That's right. Um, this uh, this was actually one of my my girlfriend's favorite books as a kid, and I was this is say, something. The illustration looks familiar. Yeah, that I'd uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to introduce as a segment on the show because it's a really fucked up book. This is mm. Tiny Tim by Helen Oxenberry, Verses for Children, chosen by Jill Bennett. And um, if you would, um, just uh, so read, wait, read, read a little bit and then and then switch off and you'll you'll see. You want to read half of this one or you want each just to reread one? Um, yeah, go ahead and read the first. Part, OK, yeah. I had a little brother. His name was Tiny Tim. I put him in a bathtub to teach him how to swim. He drank up all the water. He ate up all the soap. He died last night with a bubble in his throat. This is great. <laughs> I love these. I and wrote, this is for kids. Yeah, no, I I wrote poems like this when I was a kid that had an ending 
uh, I forget what the poems, the the type of poem it is, but it has like a surprise ending. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love those. Mm, okay. Uh, in came the doctor. In came the nurse. I know this. In came the lady with the alligator purse. Dead, said the doctor. Dead, said the nurse. Dead, said the lady with the alligator purse. Getting goosebumps. Out went the doctor. Out went the nurse. Out went the lady with the alligator purse. I knew it. I already knew that one already. That's a great one. What's wrong with that one? Wait, why'd you, yeah, why'd you have us read it? Just because... Oh, it's demented. It gets it gets much more demented throughout the book. Oh, children's um, shit is fucked up. Oh, it's very. You ever looked up. at the meaning behind all the Disney movies? Oh, it's like, yeah, of course. Penises oh. everywhere. I mean, I guess in this one, like you have a doctor and a nurse. What kind of credentials does the lady with the alligator purse have? Yeah, like why would is be she my there? question for that one. Right. So I guess a lesson in like don't just let anyone into your doctor's uh, appointment. You have a say. It's your body. And the poem I read from teaches my body, me my choice. don't <laughs> eat soap and and you know. Go, Drink all the bath water, you're gonna die, you idiot. This See, is fucked I, up, man. Go for it. So now we have to read that one. Yeah, <laughs> Billy is blowing his trumpet, Birdie is banging a tin. I might be ruining this book for your I'm girlfriend. <laughs> Betty is crying for mummy, and Bob has pricked Ben with a pin. Baby is crying out loudly, he's out on the lawn in his pram. I am the only one silent, and I've eaten all the jam. There are so many metaphors in here. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> well, that's someone who's going through something wrote that. A lot that. of shit. A lot of shit. Obviously. A lot of layers yeah. there. But maybe it's like Disney movies where they're writing something that a child can uh, di- digest and, and love, but also something for the mom or dad or, or guardian, <sighs> you know, know, reading it to them. Maybe. Beauty and the Beast really fucked me up when I was a kid. So. <laughs> Did it? I How loved so? it. Because then you grow up and you're like, oh, find a guy who treats you like shit who locks your dad up in a fucking cage, you love him long and hard enough, he'll turn into a nice person. See, you, didn't, right. you didn't immediately, number one, no. uh, your your dad kind of looks like the dad from Beauty and the Beast, I just realized. They're very... Really? Yeah, absolutely. I My think, dad looks like the Gordon's Fisherman. Oh, I, but that the I think the Gordon's Fisherman also well, looks like got, this guy. Well, the dad in the Beauty and the Beast short. was bald, on the, and then they had the things, but he was, yeah, I guess. He's like, you Similar. know, stocky. <laughs> He's like very cute. I love that guy. Um, My dad? No. Well, I mean, your dad's lovely. But yeah. I meant the, I was like, the, the guy from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, is, he's sweet. Is like very cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bill. It, but I mean, when, even as a kid watching that movie, I was like, I would never date someone who treated my dad like that. Like, you can treat me badly for like a second. That's sec, what I thought. But, but then not the dad. He, she did it. And I was like, oh, maybe I got to look, you know. No, if someone was. Maybe I got to investigate further. Maybe there's something at the pot of gold at the end of this shit rainbow. There's not. Absolutely not. That treatment. Mm. Just just throw it right off the pier. It's all downhill. <laughs> and everyone thought Belle was a horror because she read. It was just, you know. I, I Did they think she was a horror? I thought they thought she was a weirdo. She, weird. Intelligence is weird. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nerd. Nerddom. Not a whore. I guess I'm projecting. She was seemed to be a little antisocial, which I related odd. to a lot. She was odd. And, uh, and people looked at that as a bad thing. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, I guess I'm. It's bad that I'm weird and goofy. Wow, this really really fucked me up. I mean, I had Beauty and the Beast wow. comforter. A I had Beauty lot. And everything was Beauty and the Beast. Well, I watched that movie probably uh, 400 times in my childhood. Yeah, I was obsessed too. with it. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, wow. It's interesting. Really took what they said to heart. I was gonna say I was like, it's interesting that you loved it so much, but it kind of seemed to negatively affect you. Yeah. Well, you know, when your mom's bipolar and she's busy, you know, sleeping in a car for a couple months, and your dad's like got a job and he's trying to fix shit, and you you just turn to movies. Huh. And you really take their advice to heart. I did. T- I turned to movies, too. Uh, I was a naive child, though. And I know some children are. You know how some children aren't naive? 
even though a child in essence is is a naive Much person because you're learning about the world. Right. I didn't have any. I didn't question anything. That's what it was. Okay. I didn't go. Okay. Is that the best decision? Right. I was just like, oh, I guess that's the word now. Okay. Cool. Right. Okay. All right. I question everything. That's awesome. Do. You should. I do Everyone should be very X Files. So very X Files question everything is very X Files. Yeah. My favorite show of all time. Yeah. Well, good choice. Thank you. What What are you watching right now? Are you watching anything? You're too busy. Impractical no, jokers. Uh, no, no, we're not. We actually watch a lot of TV. Uh, for for research, but uh, Maria Bamford's new. Netflix. Oh my God! Yeah. Lady Dynamite on Netflix, the new season. I didn't think it could get better. It's gotten that show is fucking incredible. It is. Talk about and she is a comedian getting a television show and making it so good and so who she is. She made like Paula Abdul said she made she made it her own. She re, she oh this season is so fucking funny. Lady Dynamite, you have to watch it. Yeah, I just started watching the new season. It's impeccable. And I always watch Last Week Tonight. This is the best of one course. of the best showings on television. Yep. It makes me feel sane. Those are the two that I watch consistently. Yeah, I pretty much only watch Impractical Jokers these days. And if Impractical Jokers isn't on, I check the schedule um, to make sure that I'm there immediately when it starts again. But they play it a lot. So <laughs> I'm saying I have a lot of years to catch up on. So everything's new to me. <laughs> what do you watch? Always, always a few years back. Um, I, I watch you seem like a Rick and Morty kind of guy. Oh, my God. You know I am. Yeah. Rick, and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Did you like uh, Nick Kroll's cartoon on Netflix? Uh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth. You know it. Yeah. yeah. You and my boy probably have very similar taste in television. He's, oh, yeah. He's very, yeah. Yeah. Anything. I love Epis for top. Family. That's one of my favorite shows, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Burr's uh, cartoon. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking great show. Yeah, it's fantastic. Show. And Stranger Things. Stranger. Course, I, and, uh, I had never watched that show, and I've been watching the new season. It's really fucking good. Yeah. So now I get. I get it. Have you guys heard of a show called uh, Breaking Bad? No, what's that? What the hell? Is that about like being bad and then breaking yourself? I'm like about I'm about uh, five to eight years behind in all TV, so I get onto it after all the water cooler conversations have happened. Though you can binge if you because I don't want to be a part of it. I don't care about um, your opinion on a TV show. So I just I did that with Sopranos. Digest it at my own rate. Mm -hmm. I'm currently doing that with Weeds. Actually, ooh, I heard Weeds was. I never watched Weeds. It's really good. Mili Avital from Lieben Entertainment was on that. No, Robin E. Malco is like a huge part on that. And mm. I'm glad I'm glad I didn't watch it before we interviewed him because I'm like, that, you're so good. <laughs> I just brought uh, United States of Terror into my life oh, earlier this year. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. There you yeah. go. There's a lot of great television, I gotta say. I'm very <laughs> proud of TV There's right now. There's so much good content out there now. Yeah. There's way too much that any human person could ever. Oh, and yeah. I, always lose, uh, I always lose all my nerd points when I bring this up, but I've only seen like two episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, I, I don't. I don't like that, that show. No, I think oh. it's just dumb. I don't really? watch it mostly because that's the show that my ex and his well now wife started watching together, so it's tarnished forever. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's the only reason I don't like it. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's it's probably a really great show. They got a big budget over there. Uh, the and a lot of people cool. love it. A lot of times though, when everyone gets on the bandwagon, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Just for that, it's stubbornness. But also, I don't like that genre of television. I don't like the. Barnabas is killing a dragon now. I don't care. I can't relate to that. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I, I'm uh, Christmas break. That's what it's going to be all about. <laughs> yeah. Marathoning the whole damn thing. Okay. I, I got to have the nerd knowledge, though, you see. Mm-hmm. Even even if it 
ends up totally sucking. It won't. I'm sure it'll, it's fantastic. Oh, it's but a, you done very well. Would you like if you didn't like epi- the first three episodes? Would you okay. keep watching? I'll, I'll tell you something else that's terrible. Like I have, I have watched every single episode of Big Bang Theory, even though it's one of the most terribly written shows. It's of, not that bad. Of all time. It's popular for it, a reason. It, it, See, this is why I, I don't. I'm not a good TV person because literally, like, I could love a series, and if they do one bad episode, I will stop uh, watching the entire oh, show because you lose okay. trust in I it. I have no loyalty to TV at all. None. Yeah. I've weaned myself off of a number of shows. Like, I did that with Smallville, too. Did you I wean it off whole... by just finishing the series, though? <laughs> <laughs> Let me wean Most it of off. Time, yeah. <laughs> Is your interpretation it. of wean yes, off different yes, than yes. ours? I got the Sex in the City box, DVD box collection. I watched them all, and I weaned <laughs> off. That's right. Exactly. We didn't really... In- get into anything very sexual so well i didn't you know wanna, i didn't know can. thematically but, but wanna, what this show is like what's what's like the what what's is your, your goals what's your, what's your themes yeah what's your log line for your podcast no one knows uh it, it's it, a good log line here, here's the <laughs> i thought i thought i thought i was gonna read deeper into that like no one knows like no one knows ellipses and yeah, then every yeah. episode it's like no one knows about sex so let's the talk about it knows. Well, did i just polish up your podcast you did yeah, i think you just and gave him a real good angle that he's gonna go off i'm now. gonna use that sound <laughs> he's gonna read to his photo show from from now and all time yeah um, it's really all about the guests is the thing. It's a pop culture comedy podcast where right. uh, I talk to engaging individuals about uh, fun so topics. It's a, sometimes it's a podcast. Yeah. ads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I've had a filmmaker talking about mass incarceration Ooh. Um, with Lana Turner. We got into Wait, all sorts of things. Wait, who was it? Ava, Ava okay, just did the, uh, uh, her the name 13th? Is, uh, no, her name oh, is uh, <laughs> Alexis Miranda. She's okay, doing cool. a film called The Orin Project. Ooh, um, it's it's very cool. You got to check it out. I I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's actually been released, but she's okay. Oh, diligently yeah, working on it. Yeah, I fucking um, love hit her dogs. up on social. She would love that. Um, and uh, I had uh, Paulino Ortiz Mena who um, talked about the five levels of sexuality and sensuality. Mm. She is um, uh, going to be a, a sexual blueprint coach. Um, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's it's very interesting. It's cool. it's. I guess we have to listen to that. Episode. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Jennifer said she wrote me in the uh, the email that you are fans of the podcast. I'm like, they haven't listened to the podcast. No, I had. <laughs> n- okay, so it's number one, great publicist because she really polished that statement up. What I said is I had heard of it. Uh huh. That was what I. That was my my quote. Well, that still surprises the hell out of me, honestly. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you're being sarcastic, but that's fine. <laughs> it's, I, it's just good. Maybe we can use this sound clip too. I've heard of it. Cool. I've heard of it. Friend or foe. Friend or foe. I've heard of it. Only spelled the F A U X Y. Not the uh, other way, because that doesn't exist. Because I don't even that's know right. who would who would name a yeah. podcast that. Fucking idiot. Why don't you spoon feed me the title? Yeah. Why don't you go eat baby food at CVS? I don't know. You, when you improv, you just go places and you just yeah. Like, uh, yes, and my soul will yes, lead. That's exactly right. <laughs> what made you want to do stand up in the first place? Uh, I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live my whole life, and I eventually I moved. I transferred from Penn State to a school in New York City so I can intern there. And my first ever internship was how I met Corinne, and uh, I got a. I interviewed three times, didn't get it all three times, and then I think Dina Moles is the works in the production there. Was like oh, you're. She called me. She called me the very last uh, semester after I interviewed, like the third or fourth time, and she said, "I'm just so sorry. Like no one, when you intern there, they don't leave. They don't stop interning. You intern for as long as you possibly can, which I totally understand." And she's like, "You're great. We just don't have anything for you to do." And I was like, 
because that was you can't you can't intern for them unless you get college credit. So that was like the most heart devastating phone call of my life. And then 20 minutes later, the best phone call of my life happened. She called me back and she was like, you know what? Come in on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I was like, you really? And it was actually wow. also the day my grandpa died. But I was so excited about that goddamn internship. that. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't sink in until a couple of days later. But uh, family first. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, the last day of my internship, uh, the end of every SNL season, they do their after party on the ice skating rink. They put a floor on and they have this huge party. And uh, and I asked one of the writers named John Lutz, who's an improv guy. I said, "What do I got to do to get on the show? Like, well, how do you, how what's a good path?" And he's like, "You should do stand up." And he doesn't do stand up. He write, which I was like, whatever he said, I was gonna do. And when he said stand up, I was like, "No, okay, fine." And I did it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is fucking fun," because I'm a control freak. So with that, you can it's all you. And if you fail, it's all your fault. And then why did I do stand up? I mean. Yeah, yeah, I've always been like the funny friend. I just didn't really know there was a career path that you could. I just like thought I was like, I'm just make people laugh because I like it, and because uh, the world is terrible. And if you can't laugh, like, what are you gonna do? Kill yourself? That seems like a big waste. Uh, my mom held me in her stomach for nine months. The least I could do is uh, just live. Hang on, uh, hang <laughs> in choice. there. Uh, yeah, and so I mean, I then I moved to New York and I kind of. I did a stand-up con test when I was like 17 years old, but I just at that time didn't have any life experience. So I didn't have, like, I mean, my set was honestly fine. Like I didn't bomb, but it just didn't click the way it does when you have things to talk about and you have opinions on life that you've lived. Uh, and then I realized uh, that that it was an occupation and that people, more than like five people got to do it. Cause I thought it was like Seinfeld, Chris Rock, <laughs> Carlin, Go fuck yourself. yeah, and then everyone else was just like a poser. I didn't realize you could. There was many, many people. The same thing is you kind of don't. You only think about the actors you know. You think about Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and you don't realize there are hundreds and hundreds of actors who are making their live their, their livelihoods from acting, but you'll never know their name. And so it's like if, if you're truly doing it because you love doing it, those things don't matter. And uh, yeah, and so I had done other comedies, like I did improv, I did storytelling, and then when I started doing stand-up, finally, I was like, oh, I could be, I could be really good at this, and I Mm -hmm. love this, and this fits, and this clicks, and I feel a kinship with other stand-up comedians Mm -hmm. that I did not feel with uh, improvisers or storytellers. It's like you found your people, Mm -hmm. yeah. Comics are so fucked up, I love it so much. Yeah. All very self-deprecating. Yeah. Points itself. And just laughing at the (laughs) darkest shit. Oh, like yeah. we're the queen, king and queens of too soon, but we now because of the PC bullshit, we just say it to each other. But that's fine because I'm like, oh, this is every conversation I have with a comedian is always usually very. Or uh, sometimes you say it on Twitter and lose 700 followers. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> not a big deal. Oops. Not a big deal. Didn't need them anyway. I call that housekeeping. Yeah, that's right. Is there any comic or personality that intimidates you? Mm, not anymore. I've gone up to some very impressive people, and I do, somehow when I when I feel scared, I force myself to do shit. I'm like, if you're f- the like, I really took the feel the fear and do it anyway to heart. And when I when I'm scared to do something, that's how I know I have to do it. Like I was nervous about the podcast, doing a podcast called Guys We Fuck. That really made me scared. I'm like, fuck it, doing it, <laughs> you know. So I, I don't really. I mean, for me, I feel like number one when you meet people, it really humanizes them. Like we did a podcast with Doug Stanhope recently, and I was, <sighs> and that was one that I was like a little oh, bit I was nervous, nervous about, that, about that. And then when I met him, I was like. He's just a man, you know, and he's and the great thing about comics is no matter how famous comics are, they uh, usually always have terrible (laughs) self-esteem. So I I was in a room with this person who is legendary, a much better comic than I'll ever be. I think that's safe to say. And uh, I was like, I'm 
am more confident in myself than Doug Stanhope. And that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's it's just a really strange feeling to have. And then, I mean, other than him, I think uh, David Tell will always make me a little bit nervous. I also have, like, a huge crush on him. So that doesn't make things easier. But just brilliant. I'll, I'll always feel nervous if he ever sees me do stand-up. I'll always feel nervous talking to him. I'll always just feel nervous in his presence. I think that's a common feeling for uh, comedians, though, because he's, like, the comics comic. For sure. But you guys have nothing nothing to worry about because you're kicking ass. Or everything like, uh, to worry about because <laughs> yeah, I'm one a is it? <laughs> <laughs> My very first stand-up set, I actually ended up opening for Jeff Ross. Holy shit. Wow. He was trying out uh, his jokes for the Justin Bieber roast. Nice. So I blew... It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I don't. I went on some, you know, ridiculous rant of some sort for three three minutes. Oh and no! Then Always go anywhere. Start with the uh, rant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then it sort of melted into a Doctor Evil thing. Oh and I whoa! I don't know what was happening with that. This sounds comically bad. It was. It was pretty amazingly terrible. And so then he came, he like uh, I, I didn't even know that he was there. He came up and he's like. You know, give this guy another round of applause. He was pretty Aww. awful. Was like, <laughs> well, when I first, but he's such a cool guy. I love that he. W- I love that he was honest, though, because I love that. Right. I think it's like that's a really great. That was a really great and accurate representation and introduction uh, to stand up for someone. Like, so it's like the fact that you are still in the game. Like you're meant to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was pulled up on stage trying to go to the bathroom at the Comedy Cellar by uh, Jeff, <laughs> Ro- uh, Jeff Ross and David Tell roasting the audience. And Jeff Ross looks at me, he's like, who are you? You're cute. And he come up this years ago. I wasn't. I was only in a stand-up a couple years at that point. And he goes, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a stand-up comedian. He's like, <laughs> okay, great. Tell a joke. And I, I did the wrong thing of like, okay, so you know when you're like on the subway? And I really just tried hard instead sure. of making fun of it. And he... David Tell was on the right of me. He goes, hey, it's hard up here, okay? It's hard. And then Jeff Ross was on the other side going, you fucking suck. You should kill yourself. You're really bad. I hope you quit. <laughs> and that made me feel so good because I'm like, ugh, it's, oh, you know, I'm bombing. I'm blowing it. But, like, that's hilarious. Like, you, you know yeah. when you're bombing. There's yeah. no way to And it's respectful to be honest about that. And so right. Jeff Ross is one of those few people that can truly do it and people just take it and it's good that's why simon cowell's the best judge uh, on singing shows <laughs> no kidding because it's yeah. like that's why that's why you're there you want you want real constructive Feedback. criticism from someone who's in the business like he is rich because his opinion is right it's not an opinion it's just a fucking fact absolutely i love simon cowell boom <laughs> mm. he's my idol I was going to say, and I was like, and this has been friend or foe. Yeah. (laughs) F-A-U-X. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I would love a shameless plug. Do you have like an outro or... Um, and I, remember, I, I put in all that stuff later. Listen, be a friend ladies, and a foe. I am Wait, no, remember, no one knows. Friend <laughs> or foe. Friend which, or foe. Which one is it? I don't know. <laughs> and as we always Bobby say Fisher. here on friend or foe, no one knows. No one knows what the fuck this show is. <laughs> That's right. So where can people find you? Uh, you can listen to Guys We Fucked on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, and uh, our our website is sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com. It's our duo website where you get our tour dates, get in, where to buy the book, and all the forms of the book. Um, uh, our Airbnb is located at... Uh, yeah, my social security <laughs> number is 331. Uh, no, and uh, my social media and everything is Christina with two Y's, Hutch. And mine is Philanthropy Gal. Excellent. Bye. And, <laughs> and of course, pick up your book. Oh, yeah, fucks. Uh, 
being but. sexually exploitive and self-confident in a world that's rude. It's available in hardcover uh, in bookstores. Uh, the audio version is available if you can't or don't like reading, which, you know, understandable. Uh, and uh, yeah, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble featured table. However you like to do and it. And if it's not on that table, you go upstairs to the sex section, you put all those books on the front fucking table. Do, that's right. Do, do. <laughs> And, of course, you can find this show all across social media at Friend or Faux Pod. That's F-A-U-X, of course. And you can find me, Devlin Wilder, across all social media at Devlin Wilder. That's D-E-V-L-I-N-W-I-L-D-E-R. Well, thank you both so much for joining me. I really appreciate thank you. it. Guys, this has been Friend or Foe. No, no one, one knows. knows. Thank you so much. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.